0: Chris, you ready?
1: I'm ready, 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 ready.
0: (laughs) All righty, here we go.
1: Welcome to Into the Blue, a weekly look
0: behind the scenes of the Tampa Bay Lightning with reporters Gabby Shirley and Chris Krenn. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Into the Blue podcast. I'm Gabby Shirley alongside Chris Krenn. We are coming at you from Tampa And we're starting this podcast with a brief discussion on our brand new podcast logo. Chris?
1: Right off the bat, hopping into it. Yep, we have a new logo, our official Into the Blue logo. Great job by the Lightning Creative team helping us get this logo made and kind of, um, you know, helping create our vision and put it into a logo. It looks great. Seems like all the fans really like it. We're happy to have it. So um, it's exciting. We have officially our own podcast logo and... I mean, episode nine, we're just rolling right along. I do love
0: the logo. And Chris, I don't know, you and I, our vision went from, I feel (laughs) like, one extreme to the other. We perhaps were not the most um, pleasant people to deal with because we were all over the map. But yes, it came together, and I'm very pleased with it.
1: I'm pleased with it as well. It came out great. Um, As good as our logo looks, the lightning over the past four games have not looked as great.
0: That was a wonderful transition. Thank you. I love that.
1: Yeah, so that'll be our first topic is the four-game losing streak the Lightning are currently on. Hopefully, by the time everyone's listening to this on Tuesday morning or afternoon, uh, that losing streak is over. They're obviously playing the Dallas Stars in a rematch Monday night at Amelie Arena, celebrating Victor Hedman's 1,000th game. But to this point, um, it's been a tough few games for the Lightning. They had... The dad's trip to Colorado and Arizona, back-to-back games, lost four to one and three to one. Came back home, played Pittsburgh, lost four to two. And then obviously the the road game in Dallas, the eight to one loss. Not a not a great look there. So, what are your thoughts on the current four-game skid?
0: I hate it. Um, I could probably just leave it at that, but. I guess, Chris, I would like to point out, and I'm not even trying to find the silver lining, but even for me personally, I think of the past four games, of the four losses, we're not scoring a ton of goals, we're allowing a ton of goals, and it just looks miserable. But I want to remind everyone, because again, I feel like I am reminded, John Cooper, the players, yes, they are probably trying to be overly positive, because being negative is not going to help anyone, but they are also very much feel that there are so many goals that they could have, should have had. And maybe in other scenarios, those goals go in nine out of 10 times. They are not as defeated as I feel a lot of the fans are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel. Um, John Cooper said just the other day, it was after the Dallas loss, but he said before that game, those three straight losses, he feels they could have had points in all three of those games. So, again, some unlucky bounces, some things not going their way. They're not making excuses by any means. There are a lot of things the Lightning can be doing better and or differently, but it's not the end of the world. And, yes, the game coming up Monday night, we're obviously recording before that game against the Dallas Stars once again. It's Victor Hedman's 1,000th game. This team not happy with their results. I feel that maybe something turns around.
1: Yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, it's great that they get to play Dallas again right after right after that 8-1 to loss to them. I mean, you know, Coop said it after the game. There's just every single year you have those, those stinker games that you just get blown out, for lack of a better term. And um, it's just unfortunate that it came when it did uh, with three losses before that, obviously. But I think you're right. In the Colorado game, I thought, we both thought they played pretty well. Um, lack of execution, I guess, at times. Just things were slightly off. But overall I thought they had a pretty good game and then in Arizona I mean again I thought they were the better team there they controlled the puck a lot just kind of struggled to get it to the center of the ice in the offensive zone a lot of zone time but a lot spent on the perimeter and Connor Ingram again displayed lights out against the Lightning which he's done the past two years he's been extraordinary against them in Arizona and the Pittsburgh game it was just you know it's something we've seen a lot of this year They, they make some big mistakes and when those mistakes happen the puck ends up in the back of their net and You know, Coop said after that game, too, it felt like I think they scored on every odd man rush they had. So I think he was pretty happy overall with how they play, but it's just those mistakes that keep coming back and biting the lightning. And, you know, I think fans are kind of getting tired of hearing that. I think Cooper is getting tired of saying it, I think the players are getting tired of it happening. It's just, you know, we are at the quarterway point of the season now, and um, so that stuff needs to get cleaned up for sure. It's just, it's tough. Like, you're going to make mistakes every game, but I think at times we've seen some really – big mistakes um, you know you want to try to minimize those and just take the safer play I guess at times and you know we've seen just some some big turnovers at big times and, and it's unfortunate they've all ended up in the net I think Vassy's still getting his legs under him a little bit and the Dallas game I mean to me I just I just kind of throw that game away like I said there's games throughout the year where you're going to get blown out like that it's just unfortunate the timing of it
0: exactly that's why it seems to be a bigger deal than I truly think it is because it comes the fourth game fourth loss in a row um I don't need to talk about losses anymore can we keep going
1: <laughs> I think that's all I have on the losses I mean it's just you know hopefully they can kind of get going on on the right the right path here and start stringing together some wins because it's you know they need points it was they were in a pretty good spot um going into that road trip and and they're slipping a little bit now in the standing so points are going to be important they know that um but it all starts with taking care of the puck and playing better in their own end. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. I'm not really worried about their scoring. You know, it's been a struggle over these past few games, but I think I believe it was after the Arizona game. It it was one of those games that Cooper said, you know, it would be different if they weren't getting scoring chances and they're getting scoring chances. So the puck's going to go in the net eventually. It's just, you know, just not going in right now. It's a little unlucky, but overall I think it's just, you know, I'm not too worried about the scoring, but Like I said, need to start stringing together some wins. They have, obviously, two home games against two good teams and then a long road trip. Um, And that's a tough road trip, that Western Canada trip. So hopefully they'll be a little bit better. But, yeah, maybe we can transition to topic number two, which is Victor Hedman's 1,000th game.
0: You talk about the scoring. Victor Hedman scored the one and only goal Mm -hmm. in Dallas. Maybe he can do it again on Monday night. In the second game against the Dallas Stars, it will be his 1,000th career game, all of those games played with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's the third player and first defenseman in Tampa Bay Lightning franchise history to skate in 1,000 games with the organization. What an accomplishment, Chris. What a milestone. And he seems to be pretty happy about it.
1: Yeah, it's great to see him get recognition. I think Stamkos, you know, had three different ceremonies last year, was it? <laughs> I think 1,000 games, 1,000 points, 500 goals. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's different. Like, you know, Hetty. I don't think he'll ever get a 500th goal and have a ceremony for that. But, you know, it's just different for defensemen because obviously you don't score as much, even with a player that has the offensive capability that he does. So um, for him to get a night recognizing just his greatness and, and his durability really throughout his career, it's awesome. I mean, he's hands down the best defenseman in, in the history of the team and the first defenseman to play 1,000 games with the team. So he'll join Stammer and, and Vinny LeCavier as the only three players to play 1,000 games with the Lightning um, and just excited to see how, how he takes it and, and how it all goes for him just with the ceremony and things like that before the game because we've, we really haven't seen him in the limelight like this. Like, like I said, we saw Stamkos multiple times last year, but Hedy just deserves so much recognition. I mean, without him, who knows if, if they win, you know, either of those back-to-back cups. I mean, obviously not taking away anything from, from those teams, but, you know, he's, he led the team in ice time both those years. I, he's played more hockey than anyone over the past several years in terms of skaters. Um, and just such a reliable, great player that, you know, we've said it before on this podcast, you can't take guys like him for granted because this is a Hall of Fame player that hopefully spends his whole career with the organization and is just, you don't get a lot of guys that are 6'6, 6'7 that can skate and play as well as he can in all three zones. So excited for him tonight and just great to see it happen again. Like with Stammer, just a great guy um, that really deserves all the recognition he's going to receive.
0: We spoke to him on Monday morning prior to the game, and Chris, I thought it was really neat. He was asked in the media scrum about what he remembered from the day he was drafted by the Lightning. That was in 2009, second overall pick, Um, and his quote was something to the effect of like a full circle moment that, when he was drafted, he was with his parents, he was with his two brothers, and his then-girlfriend, now-wife. Mm-hmm. And all of those people are going to be in the building on Monday night, a lot of them traveling over from Sweden. I think he has multiple friends that came over from Sweden as well. So that's huge, right? It's, it, it makes sense but Sweden's really far away, so the fact that they can all be here, I think just speaks to how big of a moment it is for him, how excited his support system is for him, and I think that that extends to the entire Tampa Bay Lightning team, organization, and fan base as well.
1: Yeah, and like when we talked to him the other day, he said it's just so hard planning because you never know if an injury is going to happen or you're going to miss just one game for something minor, Um, but it is, that is a far trip and I think he said in the past that you know once he is finally retired he that's where he wants to end up living the rest of his life is over in Sweden and part of the reason is because it's so far like the travel to get over there and see his family it's it's a lot so great for him to have everyone here in the building with him and like I said just he really deserves all that recognition I think we were talking about this earlier but you know when he got drafted in 2009 like that first season you know I can remember going to games and watching him on TV and you'd watch you know, if the Lightning weren't playing at uh, Toronto or Montreal or Boston, like there'd be pockets of seats all throughout the arena, open, unsold seats. Um, and now they've they've sold sold out over three hundred straight games. And he's a really, really big part of that. Like him and Stamkos are and Mr. Vinnick obviously buying the team was a huge part of it too, but him and Stamkos are kind of the two pillars in terms of players On the of ice. right. And just the way that they've they've played and you know, they've brought this team into national relevance, obviously, with a lot of other guys as well. But those are the two guys that have been here and have seen things go from you know, not the very bottom of the NHL, obviously. But you know, the, when he first got drafted, there's a reason the Lightning had the number two pick, right? Because they weren't very good the year before. And just to see him play such a big role in, in helping the organization get to where it is now, um, he should be remembered forever for that. And um, hopefully he gets all the recognition he deserves tonight, Monday night.
0: Monday night. All right. Then we're fast-forwarding, Chris. We're just skipping over the two home games against Dallas and Pittsburgh and jumping to a big road trip that's coming up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to be gone a long time. I will not be going on this trip. Just going to be here all alone. Are you going to miss me? Yeah, I'm going to miss the heck out of you. It feels like when you leave for like three games, you're gone for like a month. <laughs> this is going to be a long time.
0: Guys, really, that's him saying that I'm super annoying, too loud. I don't stop talking and...
1: None of that is true. None (laughs) of that is true. But so let's look at, so the road trip there, it's crazy that this like past month has been insane. Like it's been, I feel like they haven't had a day to just rest. We haven't, it's been crazy. And so they're going to play Pittsburgh Wednesday night and then you're leaving that night, correct? And going straight to Nashville.
0: Yep. And flying to Nashville.
1: Yep. And then play Nashville the following night. And then it's Seattle two nights later. Then they finally get two days between games. Play Vancouver, then Edmonton, then Calgary. So the typical Western Can- Western Canada trip. Um, but this is a tough trip for any team, especially the Lightning. That's something that uh, I found interesting listening to um, some guys on Sportsnet. I think we're talking about where Patrick Kane was going to sign and mm-hmm. how Florida was in the mix. Um, but one thing about Florida and us is
0: uh, the travel. The
1: travel. We have one of the worst travel situations in the league just for how far you have to go, and these are these are far. Um it's always a tough trip and and there's some good teams mixed in there as well and the Lightning just need to start winning more on the road. I just I thought they played well in Colorado and Arizona. Obviously the Dallas game didn't go well, but you know they they need to figure out what the issue is there and start getting points on the road because it's, you know, it's been an issue going back to last year.
0: Right. They need the results. And again, I don't want our listeners to think that I am just uh not really comprehending that we're not doing that great like I don't mean to just be silver linings all the time but truly I feel like this team is still in every game minus the Dallas game um they're getting their chances offensively the shots just weren't going in yes they can clean up some things defensively but I think it starts there once they do that the offense will start coming I mean again lightning were doing better prior to this four game losing streak um, so Chris, I'm really excited. These are tough opponents and it's a tough trip. We're gone from the night of the sixth. We come back on the 17th. Wow. But, um, I think they're going to be good games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And you're right. Like, I mean, look back to two weeks ago, they beat Boston in overtime. Then they lose to Winnipeg in overtime, but another really good team they played well against. Then they beat Carolina eight to two. You know they they were playing their best hockey of the mm-hmm. season before this losing streak, and I think that's easy to forget when when they lose you know multiple games in a row, especially when Lightning fans aren't used to seeing four losses in a row. I mean, I think it was two years ago they lost three in a row for the first time in a long time, so it's you know it's kind of new territory for fans. And you know when you lose multiple in a row, it's it's tough, and I think it's tough mentally. But I don't I don't think they're in a terrible spot right now. They just need to win a game and and get some momentum going but like I said two weeks ago they were playing their best hockey of the season and you can see they're they are a better team than when the year started so
0: significantly yeah
1: there's a lot to build on guys are you know getting some chemistry together I think the D zone has been better I think Vassy is going to continue to you know get better as he gets more game action I don't think he's played bad by any means but um I wouldn't you know Lightning fans have definitely over the past week been very doom and gloom and you know, understandably with four losses in a row, but I'm not ready to mail in the season by any means. I think the Lightning are still a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. It just all needs to come together at the right time.
0: Absolutely. And I think this question, Chris, goes with that. We're going to take our first question from the blue line. Again, if you want to call in and leave us a voicemail, the number is 813-301-6749. This question is from... I don't think I pronounce his name. Stop giving me a look. Uh, I <laughs> make you do it? Yeah, it looks like it rhymes with line, but um, sign, <laughs> I'm sorry if we're messing that up. How does this team quote unquote drown out the negatives slash naysayers and focus on upcoming challenges? Great question. Very applicable to what's going on right now with four straight losses. I think, truthfully, Chris, and maybe I'm generalizing this too much, but I think if you are. In the spotlight, whether you are a professional athlete or a famous actress, like this is something you just got to do. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself crazy because people on the outside, and I guess they're entitled to do it, say can say whatever they want, positive yeah. or negative. So I think, again, being in the spotlight, this just kind of comes with the territory. You have to learn how to do this. Um, and perhaps I know it was a very different team, but the first example that comes to my mind, Chris, is when we had 62 wins, 128 points and got swept in the first round against the Blue Jackets and everyone was crying for mm-hmm. a new head coach, changes oh to the God. team and then back to back Stanley cups.
1: Yeah. And that's even now I've seen way too many people saying fire John Cooper. Anyone who says that, stop saying that like <laughs> John Cooper is not going to get fired and he doesn't need to be fired. I mean. But you're right. It's just something that comes with the territory, unfortunately. And especially in the day and age we live now with social media, it's, you know, people just live to be negative. There's a lot of people online that the only time they, they speak up is to be negative. And it's a shame. But, you know, I think there's certain guys that delete all that stuff during the season, but there are undoubtedly guys on social media, you know, throughout the year, like see it. even just, when they don't want to. Right, exactly. So it's you know it's tough to say how they do it but i think it's just it just comes with the territory um you know and they they work with sports psychologists too mm-hmm. on the team um so there's some of that but it's just i you know as you said any famous person really actress singer whatever athlete there's going to be negativity about you no matter what in today's day and age so it's just about i think For me personally, like I would just try not to look at it as much as possible, (laughs) but I think for them, it's just, if they do see it, you know, you just have to realize that everyone has their own opinion and people are going to say bad things about you. It's just at the end of the day, can you look yourself in the mirror and, and say that you're giving your best? And if you can, then, then good for you. And that's all that matters. And I think that the team has played really hard. Like, I think all of them have played really hard. I don't see a lack of effort by any means. And I don't think Cooper does either, which is why he doesn't seem to be you know really upset with the team i think he's re- upset with the results but you know they're trying really hard it's just um they've had some mistakes at big moments and um but yeah th- for me it's just as you s- you said it perfect like it comes with the territory
0: two things that come to mind here chris and forgive me if i am confusing athletes but i believe michael jordan and or kobe bryant were they ones to like Embellish and or make up make like negative up. stories to really get themselves going. I have not heard any Tampa Bay Lightning players doing this. Yeah, but again, that's a way to turn something negative into a positive for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I'll say, my dad, he's a guy of of sayings and quotes, and legend. One of his uh, one of his favorite ones is "Life is an attitude." So in saying that, if you are seeing these negative things, hearing them, and you really let them affect you and your attitude, negative things are probably going to keep coming at you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another way to kind of look at it, which, again, I think all of the Lightning players are well aware of this. Um, The people we've talked to, Chris, the players we've talked to in the locker room have pointed out that being negative, allowing that to creep into their locker room, isn't going to help anything. Right. So
1: great question again,
0: but I'm not – actually concerned that that's an issue within that locker room
1: no I'm not either just because they they have veteran guys that have been around and know how to deal with this kind of stuff and you know it's just they just need to get a win and and get off this losing streak and then you know things turn just like that so it's just you know when they lose the sky is falling with some fans and when they win they look like they're right on track again so it's it is what it is but um I think mentally this this is a pretty strong group so they should be okay and we'll go to our next question now from Lisa. During the game Saturday afternoon in Dallas, Vassi seemed pretty adamant on staying in his net. What can you tell us about how that mentality improves his play and makes him so great? How exactly does that kind of bravery affect him?
0: Lisa, thank you for the question. Um, well, I think, Chris, that that mentality just speaks to his competitive nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not a professional athlete and probably cannot relate to Vasilevsky at all, but I was trying to, and I feel like day to day, if something really is getting under my skin, sometimes I like take five, Yeah. whether I walk away from it or I switch tasks for five minutes. But obviously if you're a starting goaltender in the national hockey Mm. league, you can't just say, give me five minutes. Yeah. So yeah. I think that it's very impressive that he does, in fact, always want to stay in the game no matter what.
1: Yeah, it's like he's the ultimate competitor. Like, he just wants to be in there and do everything he can to help the team win. And when you said that thing about Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and those guys making up scenarios, like, if there was one person on the Lightning, I could imagine it would be him because he he is truly, like, he's the – I would have to say the most competitive guy on the team, I would think. I mean, he's just um, – you know he wants to be in there and help, and and I think too, like he wants to get in there and just get reps. Like you know, whatever the game the score was of that game, I think it was it would have taken a lot for the Lightning to come back, and he probably just wanted to keep getting game reps as he's trying to find his rhythm a little bit. But, um, you know, I think mentally, you have to be strong when you're a goalie. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I mean that is a position that you probably have to be stronger mentally than I would imagine anyone else on the ice. Um, but I think back to last year when we were playing Toronto in the first round and all the talk was about Vasi and the shots from the point and the deflections and how that's how Toronto wanted to beat him. And I mean, you know, when you're playing a Canadian team, like in between games, they're, they're talking all about the series. And I think Vassie, Vassie's play was kind of dominating the conversation. He was the, the big thing being talked about. And then uh, if you remember, the game five would have been in Toronto, I believe, right? Because mm-hmm. then we came back here in game six. But game five, everyone was talking about him. And do you remember he was walking into the arena and the camera was following him? And he did that little run, like, away from the camera, just messing around. Do you, you don't remember that?
0: I do not remember that. He
1: just, like, he look. he's walking in and all the cameras are following him because all, all the talk is about him. And he looks super serious. And then there was a cameraman, like, walking next to him. And he just, like, did, like, a quick little, like, jog <laughs> away from him, just messing around, like, as silly as, <laughs> as could be. So it's – he's just so mentally strong. I mean, as you said, you have to to be a goalie. But – I just think for him, like when you when he's staying in the game, he just never wants to come out of the game. Like he doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna do it and he wants to get I think especially now, like he wants to get reps and, and get back into game shape. Um but you know it's sometimes it sometimes pulling the goalie can work and give your team a little bit of a spark. But I think in terms of um the Dallas game, like at that point the score was what it was. I think you just get him out and, and let him rest a little bit because you know you're gonna be playing him a lot over the you know, last 75% of the season.
0: Yeah. And Lisa, I'm looking again at your question to make sure we fully answered it, but you say, what can you tell us about how that mentality improves his play and makes him so great? Again, not a head coach, but I can only imagine if I was John Cooper, I would want a starting goaltender that never wants to come out. Like, if he was wavering or waved the white flag here and there, is that the correct color? White flag. Yeah. Wave the give white up. flag. Surrender. <laughs> Surrender. Um, right. Again, everyone has their moments, but I feel like you never really forget that. And you think like, Oh man, like yeah. he just, he just quit. Like yeah. what? So that is, yes, just all part of why he's the best go- goaltender in the world. His teammates, his head coach, they'll say it time and time again, that is what they truly believe. And I don't disagree.
1: couldn't agree more. Plus minus segment. Is it time? Wait, you skipped a question. You don't want to do it?
0: Oh, shoot. You know what? I did. It was a question from Eric. Sorry, Eric. I moved it to the front because I was gonna start with that, Chris, and then we went with the the uh, logo. You want to want get this one in?
1: Yeah, what is your favorite what are your favorite ornaments on your Christmas trees?
0: Woo, Eric, I love this question because I was decorating my Christmas tree on Sunday night. Um okay. I also took photos. I might post them later depending on if I remember if anyone cares. But um I I I want to say it's weird. It's not weird. You can do whatever you want. But I, my tree is ornaments from everywhere, all different colors, oh, shapes, sizes, etc. We my family has never been the family to have like a themed tree or all red ornaments or all gold ornaments. Mm-hmm. I also don't know Like, if you get sick of them, you just throw them all out out and get a million new ornaments. It just doesn't make sense to me. But um, I took photos of some of my favorites. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Lightning Retro Jersey. That's a good one.
1: I'm so sad I didn't buy that ornament. Chris has regrets. Huge flop.
0: Um, Love that one. And I have, like, uh, a bubblegum machine that's, like, sparkly. And, like, the gumballs, like, actually move around that, like, my mom got me. Again, just, like... Cute and cool. Um, I love frogs, even though I didn't like the dead frog in my <laughs> pants. Remember, that was a minus. Um, I have a couple, like, cool frog ornaments on my tree. So, very random, but I love Christmas ornaments. Chris, how do you decorate your tree? What are your favorite ornaments?
1: Um, well, pretty much same as you. I just don't have, as like, as uh, big of a collection as you do. My parents have, like, the collection, you know?
0: Well, I think it's something that you have to build up. Because, yeah. again, I don't want to just... Go to a store and get 25 and like think they're okay.
1: I agree. I completely agree. It has to be like my tree growing up was all just like elite ornaments. Yeah, just different ornaments from ye- different years mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But my favorite ornaments on my tree, it's an easy pick for me. It's uh, we we uh have those those ornaments where you put your dog's paw print onto it.
0: I need to do that.
1: Yeah, so those are hands down like my favorite. Got my two dogs, both of their paw prints are uh, on the tree. So <laughs> Easy favorite for me. Love that. I honestly, I don't have too many like really cool ornaments. I have some other good ones, but that's hands down my favorite.
0: That's really cute. Okay. We really do have to move along, but my best friend travels and she, no matter what the selection is, she always buys an ornament from the place that she goes. And her tree is just all these crazy cool ornaments from different locations. I think that's an also, also a great idea. I didn't start it. I've already traveled a lot and haven't done it. So I'm. Too late, but I'll consider it. Getting ornaments from different places.
1: I like that. I do stickers or magnets, so ornaments cool too, though. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your plus?
0: Whoo! Okay, my plus. Uh, not really hockey related on the plus or the minus uh, today, but my plus is Chris. It was an afternoon game in Dallas. Tough loss, eight to one. We were flying back. A lot of people close the windows to kind of get comfy and make it dark in the plane. My window was wide open because there was a sunset. Oh. I am a sucker for a sunrise and a sunset. This sunset in particular, I thought was so good. I didn't necessarily see like the rainbow of colors, but at one point, the entire... My view from my window, it was just pink. It looked that like cotton, cotton candy. candy sky. Yes. Wow.
1: See, are you kidding me with that? Great That's minds think alike. It was so, I, that picture you posted was awesome. It was really pretty.
0: Thank you. That's my plus. Your turn.
1: Okay, my plus, um, this was a hot hot button uh, topic on the internet a couple of weeks ago. I don't really have a hockey one either. Um, we might have talked about this too. Uh, people who recline their seats on airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> did, we, did we talk about this? Two
0: plane related. Wait, this is a plus?
1: This is my plus, yeah.
0: Oh, I thought this was going to be a minus. Okay. Um, yeah, two it is plane, plane related, related yeah. topics. And I feel like you might have mentioned it, but clarify well, for Well, So, me.
1: hot button topic right now. Uh, people kind of disagreeing on people who recline their seats on airplanes. Some people think it is not okay. You should not recline your seat. I'm of the belief that the button is there. And. It's there for a reason. I I am fine with people reclining their seats. So I just, you know, there's differentiating so opinions. Plus. Yeah, because I'm. it's just a hot, like I said, it's a hot button topic right now. And a lot of people are debating it. But I'm on side of people who, you know, you have the right to recline your seat. If there's someone behind me who's like a really big person, tall or in weight, like I'm not going to recline my seat. But for the most part, like the button's there for a reason. It's free game. And also at the same time, the recline is like how it's <laughs> so minimal. Like stop complaining. Chris's what do you plus th- what is do you, are the you- right
0: to recline. Okay, two things I will say. I don't necessarily disagree with you. The button's there. I do feel bad, even though the mm-hmm. button's there. So yeah. I feel like you can kind of go all the way or a little bit. Mm-hmm. I usually do a little bit. And it's only if I'm feeling very uncomfortable, like, upright. But mm-hmm. also you're taking it a step further and considering the size of the person sitting behind you. That's crazy. What? I don't even look at people around me.
1: Well, I, I, for that like <laughs> specific thing, I'll usually take a look back just to see, because if it's someone like huge and I recline like that, I'm not cool with that. Like, that's not fair. That is
0: so courteous of you.
1: Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. But yeah, I mean, you saw my back spasm up, spasming up right before we started this thing. I got to I got to recline the seat sometimes. It is what it is. It is what it is. Minus.
0: Minus. I get to go first. I feel like I've gone first a lot. But uh, my minus is, couldn't really think of one, guys. Was going back and forth between a few. Again, I must have had a decent week if nothing's really sticking out to me. My minus is, in your inbox, emails that basically are junk that come from the store that you bought one Christmas ornament at 10 years ago. Oh, my. And... The unsubscribing situation, like, is it worth the time? Does it really work? It's my minus because my inbox is filled. My coworker made fun of me the other day because I had not even that many. It was probably in the 300 range of unread emails. (laughs) I don't think that's that's, a lot. I don't think that sounds like a lot. I think my mom has like 38,000.
1: Yeah, she's gone.
0: But (laughs) they're all from, again, the one store that I bought the one Christmas ornament at in a different country 10 years ago.
1: When I lived in Providence, Rhode Island, like I, they did a, like the Providence Journal newspaper had a subscription thing where you could get like a month free and then it was like a dollar a month for the whole year. So I did it just so I could keep up on the local news. I've unsubscribed from their email list 37 times. So
0: unsubscribing is officially a scam?
1: I think so, some it works, but I'll, like it seems like most it does not work. This is a crazy system. To our like,
0: listeners, I need to know. Oh, I
1: hate it. That's really Does it good minus. work
0: because... I will go through all of those 300 plus emails and unsubscribe. But if Mm. I get another email from said company business organization, I am not going to be happy.
1: Also like shout out to the businesses that when you click unsubscribe, it just takes you to a screen and says you have been unsubscribed versus the ones where you click it and you have to like choose what you're unsubscribing from. Yeah. Mm. Type in stuff. I'm like, no, just unsubscribe me period. Great minus. Uh, my minus is going to be people, groups of people who walk on the sidewalk and take up the entire width of the sidewalk <laughs> and walk really slow. I, and I'm not even, uh, I, I don't consider myself a fast walker. I so actually when we're at times, sprinting
0: in for a skate, we're fast.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. At times I'm actually a slow walker, but I mean, there's people out there that, you know, they'll roll four deep and walk alongside each other and walk as slow as humanly possible on the sidewalk. And you're just stuck. And then maybe you try to make a move and you get caught between a tree that and it's awkward. My,
0: that might be my plus, watching people awkwardly try to get around. It's, all,
1: it's terrible. It literally groups. happened to me this morning walking into the rink. I'm like, <laughs> can you guys please just walk faster? Like, I, I, the, the most annoying part of it is just people have zero awareness. I'm like, you're not, you don't think about other people? Like I would no never. No feel. Yeah, no feel. Come on, read the room. So yeah, that's that's a we both had really good minuses this week. Yeah, I that, was good. that Two good minuses, but yeah, people, come on, like don't take up the width of the whole sidewalk. It's not right. It's not fair. Pay attention. Be right, courteous. Chris, just like people who uh, put their seats back. Be courteous.
0: And again, it's a it's a big group of people, so you can spot them literally miles away, mm-hmm. and just the dread that. Oh. comes over me. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. You better I hope fast. you're finding a crosswalk usually, so that way you can move around.
0: Yeah, I'm a fast walker because I'm usually almost always late.
1: You are a fast walker. Mm-hmm. Dad in a theme park type walk.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Question corner. Mm-hmm. Chris, you got a nice long script.
1: Oh, yes. I do. Each Tuesday morning as the Into the Blue podcast drops, we are giving you a chance to win an autographed puck from a lightning player. In the show, we will give you a question that we asked a player and you have until Sunday night to get your guess in as to what their answer was by responding to our post on X from at Bolts Radio or emailing BoltsIntoTheBlue at gmail.com. We'll pick one winner at random from all correct entries. No purchase or payment necessary. Restrictions apply. Visit TampaBayLightning.com forward slash into the blue for full rules, prize description, odds, and other info. Void. Where? Prohibited. Perfect. (laughs) He's
0: pointing at me from across the room. I was caught off guard. (laughs) Okay, and uh, here we are. Our old question. Mm -hmm. If Tyler Mott was in charge of cooking dinner, what would he cook?
1: I would make uh, like a teriyaki baked salmon with rice and probably sweet potatoes or Brussels sprouts.
0: (laughs) And I will say the winner because Chris forgets. (laughs) The winner is J.M. (laughs) J.M., you are the lucky winner. Thank you for your participation.
1: Congratulations, J.M.
0: And Chris had the intelligence to come up with the next question, so he gets to share it with you.
1: This is a big week. Victor Hedman signed puck on the line. The question is, we need the, um, like, who wants to be a millionaire music. Like, All right. If Victor Hedman could trade places with one professional athlete outside of hockey, active or retired, who would it be? So if this can be any athlete, whether they're currently playing a sport, whether they've been retired, I will say this person is alive. Um, just in case people get confused with that, but if Victor You're giving been,
0: clues, you're getting soft, <laughs>
1: but if Victor Haven could trade places with one professional athlete outside of hockey, who would it be? No more clues. I think that's it, right? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the question corner. Unless you have any further comments, that will be the end of episode nine coming up on a double digit episode next week. Wow. We're
0: gonna have to do something special.
1: Yeah, we should. 10th episode. We'll have something special. We just got to figure it out. Stay tuned. See you next week.
0: Follow Lightning Radio on social media at Bolts Radio. And don't forget to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode of Into
1: the Blue.